right. Thanks, Scott Shannon. And glad you're with us. Happy Monday. If there is such a thing, I say it every Monday. Anyway, thank you for being with us. Hope you had a great weekend. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, uh, everyone be on the lookout. Uh, Linda is apparently on a phone call with her kid's school. And I can only imagine what this conversation, that might be worthy of an entire segment if we could tape it. Uh, I don't know what happened. I have no idea. It may be all good. Um, but this, this, this is going to be an interesting story by the time she gets here today. Uh, all right, let's go back to Friday. And while we were on the show, you know, we discussed that we knew that, that bombs had been dropped in Syria and Iraq. And, and that was the first signal to me that Joe Biden is afraid of doing what would be really necessary if the goal was to stop the nearly 200 attacks against American troops abroad in Iraq and Syria in, in particular. But the people responsible for all of this, the people providing the munitions, the people providing the training, the people that give the orders are the mullahs in Iran. And that is not a shock. That is not a surprise. They're, they're the ones funding offering military support to the Houthi rebels. Uh, they are the ones that not only trained Hamas uh, terrorists for what happened on October the 7th, they provided the munitions uh, for them to carry off what ended up being the worst attack in Israel's history. Uh, they are funding Hezbollah so that they have enough rockets to keep firing them into Israel. And generally speaking, they have been the number one state sponsor of terror. Now, things have gotten easier because of Joe Biden being president. Number one, Joe Biden has not enforced the sanctions that prevent Iran from making hundreds of millions of dollars by selling oil. This is an oil economy. That's it. That's all they've got. They've got nothing else. Now, that oil money was drying up. And what did we see in the country of Iran during the Trump years, we saw a lot of unrest, especially among young people. Uh, and what is the, you know, $100 billion plus, do, you know, in oil sales to China alone? What does that do? It makes the Iranian mullahs rich again. Joe Biden willing to give $6 billion in ransom payment for hostages. And then Joe Biden, you know, lifting sanctions temporarily so that a $10 billion electricity bill could be paid by Iraq to Iran. And again, you know, it's it's the Joe Biden plan of appeasement to make the mullahs in Iran rich again in the hopes that maybe they'll like us and maybe they won't maybe they won't attack us anymore. No, because I don't think the Iranian mullahs give a flying rip about how many people in Iran. I'm sorry, how many people in Iraq or Syria or how many Houthi rebels end up being dead because they're fomenting and they're they're fighting their, their proxy wars. And these are their proxy terror attacks. I don't think it means a thing. Now, some of you are saying to you, Hannity, you're sounding an awful lot like somebody that wants war with Iran. No, I've been very clear. I do not. I, but I also am clear, want to be clear about one other thing. You, there's no country on the face of this earth that should be allowed to get away with nearly 200 military strikes targeting U.S. American soldiers abroad. Because that's what led up to the death, not this past weekend, the weekend prior, of three Americans and nearly 40 other Americans severely injured. Uh, no, you don't get 200 shots or 200 attacks against our military and that there's not a proportional response from the United States. That's very different from declaring war and going to war. 
Now, to me, the most effective thing and the easiest thing that they'd be able to do is, is knock out Iran's economy by taking out their refineries. Because I'm telling you right now, and the Houthis are laughing at the attacks against them, that, that they're going to accelerate their attacks. And I would imagine the Iranians, as rich as they are, they're going to probably continue to speed up their nuclear program. Donald Trump actually said in an interview with Maria Baratiromo, he thinks they could be as little as six weeks away from having nuclear weapons. That's, that's pretty scary. That is not very different from what the IAEA reported that we told you about last week, that they're now getting military-grade weapons uranium, and that that means they're that much closer to actually having the capability of using nukes. We know they have the delivery systems. We know that they're now best friends with China and Russia. We know that what I call this new axis of evil, I have no doubt if they needed assistance to finish that project, probably it would come from China. China wants cheap oil. They'll be glad to, to transfer a little technology for cheap oil. So what we saw starting you know, on Friday, 125 bombs, 85 targets, they said linked to Iran's Revolutionary Guard, devastating airstrikes on Iraq and Syria, that's what they want you to believe. It's not devastating because, number one, they gave enough advanced public knowledge. When I first came on the air on Friday uh, and I said to you, yeah, they've already given us a heads up. It's going to happen sometime today. And it happened during, during that hour, my first hour of the show on Friday. We went through everything that I thought that they would do and do wrong. Now, what does it mean? What, what does it mean when appeasement at the level that Biden has, has now kissed the ass of the mullahs in Iran, tried to bribe them into liking us, allow them to get filthy rich by not enforcing sanctions. What has that bought Joe Biden? Nothing. Now, let's compare that to absolutely no clue at all whatsoever. You know, the backstory from my sources is this Soleimani takeout was one of the most fascinating military maneuvers that, that I've ever had described to me, somebody that I think was in the, the very small circle of people that know one of my sources, but apparently they, they were able to follow Soleimani, you know, for weeks at a time. They, they could have easily taken out the commercial airliner that he was on. They didn't want to kill innocent people, which is the right call. And there's Soleimani in Iraq on a tarmac. Uh, there's a confirmed sighting that it's him right there. And sure enough, in place was a drone that literally dropped him and everybody around him dead right where they stand. Or just like when when Ronald Reagan knocked out half of the you know Iranian Navy. I mean, that is the only thing evil people understand. That's the only thing bullies understand. And if Joe really wanted to be impactful and he wanted to send a message to Iran and wanted them to stop their proxy terror wars, he could have knocked out their economy. It wouldn't have been that hard to do. Now, you'd say, well, Hannity, they might fire back. Yeah, they might. And every time they do, they get hit harder. Do I want a war? Do I want an escalation? No. There's got to be a rule in life for those of you saying, Hannity, we just, we don't even care. We, we, what do you mean you don't care? There's been nearly 200 attacks on our military abroad. And the response here to four has been nothing but a pinprick. I mean, they made a big deal the first time they took out, what, two empty warehouses. Why are they telegraphing and warning the enemy that the, when the attacks are coming? 
How did I know hours in advance that it was going to be Friday? I'm just a, I'm a member of the press. I shouldn't know that. Just like nobody knew when Soleimani was going to get taken out or when Baghdadi was going to get taken out. Nobody knew the plan to destroy the caliphate and ISIS. You know, nobody, you know, I, I mean, nobody knew any of these things. The head of Al-Qaeda in Yemen was taken out all during the, or all during the Trump years. Nobody got a heads up that it was coming. Nobody. You know, Biden is giving Iranian proxies a heads up that it's coming so they all leave. So we don't kill the people that are responsible for committing the acts of terror. We just give them time to escape. I mean, now they say that they're not taking it off the table, that in, there might be strikes inside of Iran. Uh, what do you mean? I, I, does anyone have any confidence that Joe would be willing to do what was fully necessary? No. And that's part of the problem. There's no deterrence from this administration. You know, it's I, he says, I can't tell you what I what I would do. John, Donald Trump said, I know exactly what I do that it's subject to change, but I know exactly what I do. And, you know, uh, there are a lot of stories here. You covered it for, for a long time that the Iranians had no money to give Hamas or Hezbollah. They had no money. They were all going out of business. All these terror outfits were going out of business. And I said, anybody that does uh, business and buys their oil, because that's that's a big deal. That's essentially business. But oil in particular, he's right. That is the lifeblood of their entire economy. Anybody that buys it will no longer do business with the United States. Everybody stopped. They were selling almost nothing. And then there was unrest building at home. And now we have U.S. troops abroad all at risk because of Biden's policy failures. And because he didn't, I am just telling you, the mullahs in Iran, they don't care how many people are dead in Iraq and Syria. They don't. They don't care how many uh, uh, Houthi rebels are dead either. It is an absolute farce to think that they do or to think in any way that any of these attacks were effective. I know we'll get some kind of assessment. It'll be glowing like everything else, but none of it's going to be real. That's the problem. Um, all right, let me go to this. There's great angst, anger, and real frustration uh, among conservatives because the Senate did this border deal, Ukraine deal, Israel deal, uh, and they didn't need to do it, number one. Let's start there. It does not, it, the, the Republicans in the House had already passed H.R. 2. That is a real border security bill. All the, the, all the Republicans in the Senate needed to do is say, okay, we're not going to talk about what Biden wants in terms of monies for Ukraine again and a very small, limited amount of money for, for Israel and a tinier even amount of money for the border wall uh, that they say is part of this. But, you know, ultimately, when you read this bill, let me give you the worst part of it. It ultimately allows Mayorkas and Biden. Now, the two architects of this crisis, the bill creates statutory and discretionary limits to the number of days the new authorities, the new authority can be used. So, for example, if Joe Biden shuts down, you know, puts a shutdown order in place, they still allow 1,400 illegals into this country. You know, and by the way, and groups of children not counting against that number. Remember, Jay Johnson, the Obama Department of Homeland Security called 1,000 overwhelming to the system. They're, they're allowed now a, a 1,400 encounters 
to this, which is uh, this this bill is meaningless. The, the secretary and and Biden would have the discretion to partially waive the entire authority and it sunsets in three years. Now, beyond that, the bill is nothing but a magnet for illegal immigrants. It doesn't include critical reforms that are in H.R. 2 in the House. There's nothing from Trump's remain in Mexico policy. Uh, it allows the illegals to be released from physical custody into the U.S., all but endorsing catch and release of Biden. It fails to abuse the to stop the abuse of paroling authority by continuing parole for entire countries instead of a case by case basis, which is current law. It provides billions of taxpayer dollars to NGOs to fly and, and house illegals throughout the U.S. And by the way, and we have more evidence that border walls work in this case, razor wire works because uh, where where Governor Abbott has installed the razor wire. Well, in Texas, border crossings in those areas are down ninety nine point nine nine percent. And there's now been a shift of illegals. Now they're coming through Arizona and the sanctuary state of California. And the New York Post, by the way, uh, pointed out, joined by 13 other Republican governors who offered resources and troops for the effort. Abbott claimed over the weekend that the fencing and aquatic barriers along the U.S.-Mexican border has helped eliminate nearly all illegal crossings at Shelby Park and Eagle Pass with the Lone Star State looking to repeat the results elsewhere. This is the one, there was a time not long ago, an area where, you know, they sometimes have 5,000 people crossing a day. He said it's now not happening. We've taken control of this area. And Biden, I think, you know, was big and tough for about five minutes and then had to back down uh, from Texas once all the Republican governors started supporting Abbott, which, by the way, all deserve credit for. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN this Monday if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Newt Gingrich later in the program. Greg Jarrett on the law regarding the border in this bill. We'll get into the specifics of that. Uh, We all know all the atrocities committed by Hamas, the terror attack on October the 7th, you know, kicking off now a war where Israel is literally defending, you know, their their very country. Uh, It's a fight to the death for some of these people that just want to destroy this country. Now, the toll on the people of Israel has been staggering. It has been massive. You have hundreds of thousands of Israelis forced out of their homes. Entire communities now torn apart. Lives devastated by death and destruction. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, the IFCJ, is right there. They've been on the ground every single day distributing critical essentials, food, medicine, emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of people, older people, young children that are now just suffering. Anyway, anything you can do to help them would be deeply appreciated. They need every penny. Just go to ifcj.com. I'm sorry, ifcj.org. Every donation is needed, and you can help this great group, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. That's ifcj.org.